welcome to the Open Paddock Rallycast presented by Oz Rally Pro. This is episode number 102, and after a short hiatus, we're back! In this episode, we chat with co-driver Chris Eskukas, who's fresh off her win with Derek Nelson in the Nordic Motorsports BRZ at the Mike Nagel Regional Rally. So grab a cold one, because it's damn hot out at the virtual rally pub we call the Rallycast. Last week, I chatted with Chris Eskukas about the Mike Nagel rally. It was a pretty neat one uh, for a one-day rally. We have, haven't done a regional event, uh, one-day regional event as an organizer for OTR for quite a while, actually. Uh, unfortunately, no spectators on this one because we planned this before all the mask rules and mass gatherings became uh, permitted uh, for the CDC. We couldn't change that. But uh, it was pretty cool to have 38 entries out there. Uh, in addition to all the organizer stuff at the event, I actually had the opportunity to do some live streaming with Rally Nation, if you saw some of that. I was uh, partnered with Seth Van He as a co-host, and we were on uh, Dal's Mountain uh, for a good while and watching the cars do three runs of that. That was pretty cool. I uh, wish we kind of could have moved spots, but unfortunately um, that was one of the few locations where you could have signal and have a good view of the road. And I hope uh, some of you at home got to see some of that streaming. So if not, go to Rally Nation on Facebook and you'll see some of the streaming stuff that we had there. Uh, some good interviews too. They uh, went and did in the service park. So kind of a, a little bit of a twofer there. Uh, interviews and some stage action. So pretty neat stuff. Anyways, we'll be back with Krista right after this. Go. Five right short over crest into second small crest 40. Full F plus nips. Hi, this is Alex and Riano Gelsomino from Oz Rally Pro, Advanced Rally Training. Are you new to rally or have you been rallying many years? No matter what your experience, we can progress you further. Our classes are team training, driver pace note training or co-driver training that are tailored to each individual or team. Email osrallypro at gmail.com for further details. I have with us our special guest, Krista Skukas. Krista, how are you doing this evening? Fabulous. It's so great to see hear from you, and I guess kind of see you. Well, I just we, saw you this weekend. Exactly. saw you this past weekend at the Mike Nagel Regional Rally. But uh, first, we have to properly uh, start the podcast with, you know, the uh, s- some sort of good sound like this. Well, this one's a little bit harder. There we go. That was a little pop of a cork. So what are you drinking? Because I've got this Meet Your Maker uh, Belgian ale, uh, dark ale, out of uh, Bend, Oregon. Monkless. Ooh, that sounds lovely. What are you having? I've got a Fort George Fields of Green, and it is the Sadie version of this brew. Um, so A Sadie version month. of the brew. So, so is that like an IPA or what? It is an IPA, and each of their different brews that they do, like series of brews, uh, batches, gets a different name. So they do taste slightly different. Sometimes they change out the hops that they use. Um, so it's kind of a collect them all. Yeah, kind of small batch of variety stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Fort George, you know, just located out in Astoria. Oregon is probably my favorite brewery, I would say. Wow. Well, I... See, breweries are great destination places, too, because they're always in the, you know, there's so many ones in these great little towns like that, and Astoria is always a great place to visit. I agree, and they are expanding, and more breweries keep popping up there, so it's just keeps the gift that keeps on giving out there. 
Well, I have to say, congratulations on your overall win at the Mike Nagel Regional Rally. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that was your first time in a rear-wheel drive car? You know, I thought it was, and I was mistaken. I did sit with Warwick, and we were in snow for part for one event. Um, so this is the second rear-wheel drive car I've been in. The, the speeds are a little bit different. Um, on the snow versus uh, riding with Derek on the gravel, though. Yeah, Derek's a great driver, too. So he knows how to fling it out a little bit more, um, get that rear end stepped out a little bit more. Um, so it does feel different, you know. Warwick, he's done a couple of events. I did the first couple with him. And so um, it's a smaller wheelbase on that car, too. So it does feel different than riding with Derek. You know, I think this is the first time we've kind of had you officially on the show. I've, I've talked to you with, when you were with Travis and whatnot, but I don't think we ever really had it out how you got started in this crazy sport. Yeah, so I just sent you a photo. I, I did see this photo. Um, might, can, can I use this for gonna, the podcast uh, uh, when it comes out? Uh, maybe you can put it in, like, the cliff notes or, you know, <laughs> okay. along with it. Maybe not the main photo, but... I originally was a fan of the sport before I joined in as a co-driver, and it's a very fun story just because it really shows how accessible the sport is and how wonderful the people are in the sport. Um, the only reason I ended up as a co-driver is because after being a fan and meeting some of the drivers and co-drivers, I was taken under the wing and basically taught some things and really encouraged. And, um, yeah, it, there's a little bit more to the story than that, but it, it, I wouldn't have been able to do it without the other competitors suggesting that I step into a co-driver role. So, and that photo I sent you, which for those who haven't been able to look at it, it is me standing next to Ken Block, and I was um, substantially younger. <laughs> it was in 2007. It was the first event I had ever gone to to spectate. Um, I didn't even know Rally came to this area. I had only known what Rally was because of Nitro Circus, the movies, not the MTV show. I was a follower of motocross and supercross, so obviously... Travis Pastrana was somebody that everybody knew. And I was introduced to the Nitro Circus movies by this guy I was dating back then. He was like, oh, you, you, you know, you like Travis. Have you ever seen these movies? So we watched them, and that's when I saw Rally. And um, then I was watching the local news one time and saw a commercial for <laughs> Rally coming to PIR. And I was like, what? Rally comes here? So I got a group of my best girlfriends to go to PIR, and I knew Travis was going to be there and Ken Block. Um, you know, 2007, I was definitely wearing my DC shoes. And <laughs> love it. <laughs> and Brand girl. <laughs> yeah, and um, you know we were so just like into action sports back then. Um, still am, but I brought my dog with me Monroe and um so I, Pastrana was terrified of you then because if it's well, a dog he doesn't know <laughs> that seems to be his thing that is the funny thing like Ken was like oh a dog how you know he loves dogs 
And so that's how I ended up started talking to him because he really wanted to like pet Monroe. And then that's when I asked to get a picture with him. So way back in 2007, me and old Kenny B <laughs> in a photo together, which, you know, fast forward to today, it's a pretty hilarious story. Yeah, my my uh, recollection of rallying in, in Oregon is about the same. My first event I went to was 2010, and I didn't know it existed locally either. I mean, uh, YouTube was a thing where I'm like, oh, that sport they do in Europe. And I wasn't really a follower of the motocross stuff too much. So, um, although I should have been, I guess, growing up out in the country, but it just wasn't kind of my thing. But, uh, but yeah, <laughs> it was a few years later, I guess, that I got involved with it. But saw your face around quite a bit. And then, uh, yeah, before I know it, you're, you're sitting in co-driver seat. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So, you know, I, my first event I spectated just to kind of round out the story so other people out there can be inspired or laugh at me. I don't know. Um, went to that event. I was absolutely hooked and got that same group of girlfriends to go to Olympus rally that was the following month. And they all loved it. They had fun because they liked action sports and, the, you know, so accessible. We got to meet drivers and co-drivers and feel like we were like kind of a part of it. Um, and in the following years, I just connected with some of those local drivers, co-drivers I had met and helped out however I could and quickly became friends with a core group of people, um, Billy Irvin and Jason Gron and Lisa LeClaire, who did some videography for a bit. Um, and then some of the, you know, national people like Matthew Johnson, he was a huge one into, mm -hmm. you know, kind of swooping me in and knowing that I knew the really good restaurant spots to go to um, and would always be able to deliver parts if they needed it. And so they leaned on me to help out, and I was super stoked to do that because they obviously needed a person that wasn't, like, stuck at PIR or whatever to, like, bring parts and stuff. So after doing that for a couple of years, um, Andrew Comrie-Picard asked me if I would help out with his team at X Games. And that was, you know, coming from the action sports, um, you know, fan side of it. I was like, yeah, I want to go to the X Games. So I ended up helping a bunch with that, which turned into me basically being the team manager for two drivers and the whole crew. And wow. yeah, yeah, it turns out I like organizing things, putting movement plans together and all that was just kind of came natural for me. And so we ended up taking home two bronze medals, which still, you know, being the X Games fan, that's pretty cool. Um, and then after that, some people were like, you should be a co-driver. And I was like, what? I could do that? <laughs> and that's when um, Billy and Jason Gron really took me under their wing. And then Billy was determined to get me in a car to co-drive. I ended up taking a, a rally class through Primitive that was mm -hmm. a combination of co-driving, TSD, and like rallycross driving. Didn't they have and that, uh, was it the Washington County Fairgrounds? They used to it do was, it, I, like you know, I don't know exactly. It was their old primitive shop, which was out there that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, you know, Ben Bradley and Catherine Hansen taught that. So I instantly had another core group of people that I knew I could go to with questions and um, have their support at local events. And... Um, Billy 
conned Nate Foley into putting me in his car for my very first event at Mount Hood in 2010. And we had a blast. And I think we ended up getting some sort of podium trophy for open light as well. So that was really cool. I was hooked. (laughs) Well, well, I guess what was it like trying to do notes for your first time, you know, on event? I mean, you know, here you are, this guy gets conned into (laughs) putting you in there and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to get this right. Yeah, I felt decent on like being able to write notes or call notes. It was the scariest part was just not knowing what it was going to be like at speed. Um, Jason Gron did a really great job of taking me out on roads and having me write them and call them and like help me practice with the cadence and voice inflection and like you can practice that all day, but it's not really until you actually get in the car at speed. And I remember, I mean, luckily Nate Foley is just like the coolest, most positive dude out there because he just, he was like, I don't care if you mess up because I'm probably not going to drive to your notes anyways. And I was like, (laughs) great. He's like, it's okay if you mess up, like you're going to just mess up. It's fine. And he just had this really positive attitude. And I remember like, as soon as we left the start line, I just called notes so fast. I thought that we were going to be like going like warp speed or something. And I was just like, you know, a quarter mile ahead. And he was like, Krista, just, we're not even to the first corner yet. Just slow down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to get started. I, I like how you're talking about though, um, you know, practicing in advance as, as much as you can, getting at least the, you know, you said the tone right and things like that and learning how to do the notes. Um, so were you doing, so was that a case where you're doing notes from scratch with the driver as well, or was that uh, modifying kind of Jemba kind of thing? or? I think, I don't 100% remember, but I feel like we wrote our own notes for that event. Yeah. Just a regional, but that probably, you know, couldn't afford to have Mr. Jemba come out. Yeah, the computerized I could thing come through. Yeah. Fast forward a little bit, right? You, uh, you, you've done quite a bit of rallying. Do, do you have a count? How many you've done since? I I don't. I rely on the ewrcresults.com to tell me that, but they combine regional events and national events. So right. if you look at that and you're count, kind of doubling up on some events that like you're dual entered on, um, I could probably just pull it up real quick. I was going to say, fail on my part because I didn't even pull it up in advance. So. <laughs> You know, yeah, sucky know host on my you, end. <laughs> you could probably filter out, you know, the regional. I don't know. But so it says 94 starts. Wow. So. But that's not individual events. That's sometimes they're doubled up if you did dual entry. Right, right. Yeah. Especially when you had like, um, you know, back in the, you know, not too many years ago before ARA, you know. Oregon Trail was three rallies if it was entered regional. Exactly. The PIR that was just, you know, four stages in the evening, you know, was considered a rally, as was each of the other days. So, yeah. Yeah. um, Those those rules have kind of changed a bit, but. They also, so they would show those three days plus the national. Gotcha. So it would be like four starts when, if you're just, like, if you just count. Oregon Trail is one, you know, there's three extra thrown in there. So I haven't gone and checked that out, but 
I did recently have somebody ask me for a photo of every car that I've been into because he was going to try to make something cool, probably some stickers because he's a sticker guy. And then I was like, well, here's 25 cars I've been in. <laughs> That's going to be a really big sticker. You, sure you don't want a poster? <laughs> I think they might be individual stickers, which I'm really hoping for. I don't know what it's going to be, but I'm excited. <laughs> well, uh, talking about, you know, the Mike Nagel rally, though. So this was, you know, obviously using one familiar road. I went out that went out and did a, a recce of my own as media and... I must say, uh, Dal's Down looked a little rougher than normal. What do you think about that one when you're on recce? Yeah, I think where you posted up for the live feed is the part that was the super rough. We had to mark it to really just like shut it down into like a left four into a right three because the car was just shuddering all over the road. So you're correct. They were much rougher than they have been in the past, which is a bummer because you know, I made sure Derek had the Mana in the car only because I wanted to see what top speed we could get up to on that stage. Because mm-hmm. I think that Sam and I got up to like 129 miles wow. an hour or 126 or something like that. So I was hoping that we would be able to like get up there. But we only got up to 124 miles an hour on it. Uh, only, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no records. <laughs> Just on the side of a cliff, 124 miles. Yeah, away. exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, then, then the uh, next stage, at least that I recied, was that new, um, you know, one of the new stages, which was the Great Horseshoe. And and for me, that was the most dynamic stage of this entire event. I mean, you start up in the rolling hills, dive down to the trees into that canyon where it's really narrow, and then climb up the other side um, after even a little bit of a tarmac section. Um, what do you think of that one when <laughs> going into it and uh, making the notes? Oh, I think dynamic is a really great way to explain it. I loved that road. Um, it did have the, some of that exposure, some of that tight twisty, but real, like the corners linked really well. So I was really excited. I hope that they can use that stage again for Oregon Trail. It sounds like they will be able to from the rumor mill I've been hearing. And then there was bait and switch back and we don't do down. Which, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you, you are climbing up the cliffside, it seems like, that whole that whole stage. N- not a ton of trees. Um, some as you get closer to the top, but that one had some serious hairpins and, and gotchas. But it was a smooth road. Nice and wide, uh, but you don't want to get it wrong there. Yeah, I, it was so smooth. It was like butter. It was just beautiful. And I I get it. That's a very different road than a lot of people in this area are used to. You know, uh, Windy Mountain at Olympus has kind of got some exposures. Um, But other than that, I think that us in the Pacific Northwest feel like we're like tucked into bed with our security blanket by having all those trees around us, which is definitely not safer by any means than rolling for a while and letting you know, speed just kind of dissipate. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, that's true, right? I mean, a rolling accident is is less impact on the body than a sudden stop for sure. While doing recce, I understand that some people were a little concerned and, you know, maybe some of the volunteers who have to think in that sort of manner because that's their job and we rely on them too. Um, But I, 
I mean, it's Derek's style, but we didn't have any cautions at all whatsoever. He was like, I just know what this road is, and I have to drive accordingly and just make sure that I put in the notes, like, where I want to go and where I want the car to be. Um, and if not... I say two, I mean two. <laughs> not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, and, um, you know, I went and talked to Preston a little bit about the stage because I was worried that they were going to cancel it. But I also didn't want to be that person that was advocating to keep it because of course it's my fault. If some, somebody goes off, I'm like, you know, bad juju and got everybody to do it and I'm responsible or I would just feel that way. But yeah, yeah, I really I wanted to do it. Um, I did kind of voice that in as a uh, least amount of responsibility possible kind of way. Sure. Um, but if you look at the roads that we use for Colorado, it's really not that much different. There's some more trees, but Colorado has very far down there consequences as well. So people who are used to the like CRS, the California Rally Series roads, I don't think would be worried about these type. And they're probably more worried about like the Olympus roads that have trees all over the place. Yeah. And I think one of the things that was a, um, a factor to that too, is it's not that long of a road. I mean, it's only a few miles and um, you know, people, cause some were thinking about, okay, what about somebody's uh, brakes were getting too hot and all that. Well, there's really not that many corners and that, you know, especially on the downhill, right. When you do it at, on the, on, on the reverse and going, we don't do down. Yeah. Um, the only thing that they did is I guess they extended the runoff area for the, for the finish. Um, because, you know, just in case something did happen with someone's brakes or, or didn't have enough room to, to slow down easily. And so I think they moved it up, you know, I guess half a mile or something like that, the uh, the stop uh, or the, the flying finish. But, you know, that, that's fine. That didn't still destroy the stage by any means. And uh, you still got to enjoy the, the best stuff of it. I just know for me on Recce that uh, I did gulp a couple times on the, on the way down <laughs> just because I – but that was because I looked outside, right, the right. window. If if you stay looking at the road, it's fine. There's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing of concern. You've got a lot all the space. It's smooth. It flows. It, it's just a beautiful piece of road. If you take your eyes off the road while you're still moving, yeah, you're going to be like, oh my gosh. But don't do that. Um, <laughs> look at the road, and you're fine. And it's also a road that you just know ahead of time that you aren't going to drive nine tenths. Like scale it back accordingly, and you know that's not. A stage that's like two and a half miles long or 2.8 miles long, you're not going to win a rally on it. There's, right. It's the last stage of the day. We all know where the gaps are. I, you know, it's not WRC. We're not like two tenths of a second apart. And not from a power other. stage. <laughs> right. Exactly. Sidebar, actually, it makes me, you know, doing recce stuff makes me wonder, do you have any uh, good uh, recce stories? Well, funny enough, well, I guess that's not a recce story. I I guess, man, I don't think I have any good recce stories. I am kind of business during recce and try not to spend time doing other things during recce because I'd rather get done and then be able to, like, go have a beer instead of take a lunch. But I do have a funny story between stages, though. Oh, so was that between stages, uh, this event that you had a, a, a curious adventure or is that from some other event? It was from this event. So 
Derek and I, it was our first event together, although we've known each other for years. Um, you know, he, having worked at Dirtfish, being on, like, the Dirtfish group team and me also being on the group Dirtfish team, traveling to events together and whatever. So um, we're definitely no strangers to each other. But <laughs> just between – we're transiting to the Great Horseshoe, and we have our headsets on so we can, like, have real – conversation it's not so loud in there that you can't talk to each other and I just decided to ask him like so what's the craziest story of something happening to you like on stage or at a rally that you think you're not gonna finish but you like press on regardless and then you finish really well and you know he was like couldn't really think of any and you know, Sam and I, like, double-flatted at the jump at Oregon Trail because there was rocks, like, as we were taking off for the jump. And Sam and I have had some, you know, issues along the way for, with the car, mm -hmm. but always try to push through. And so I shared some of my stories, and he was like, yeah, I don't really have any. Well, that was my bad because the Great Horseshoe we almost DNF'd on that stage, which is pretty I was pretty wondering incredible. if you were going to mention that, because I'm like, I saw some pictures of uh, what was the passenger side, but by the front tire, it looked like yep. there was some bent metal. Yeah, yeah. So there's the Rally Nation interview where I talk about it a little bit, but we, there's just, right after the tarmac section, it transitions back onto gravel, and there's just these like super short corners and some little roller hills. And if you don't link those up perfectly, you're going to end up on the outside and get really light, which is what happened to us. Um, it's, we could have made a better note so that we knew how tight and quick those corners were. And we basically got on the outside over this crest and it was a left three into a, like a right three and got light on that left three and just like tagged the front corner onto the bank and it just kind of bumped us back on which was not a big deal it's like kind of like jarring and surprising I was like a little late for the next nose but it, I don't think it was too bad and we have like another exact series of corners where it's like a tight left into a tight right over a crest. Well, the car didn't really turn on that next left. And so oh, we no. hit that next bank again, super hard. And that was the first like left-hand corner after the first time we hit on that other one. And so we just didn't go left and hit the bank so hard that the back end of the car lifted up and like pivoted forward as our you know nose was still at that bank and it was a hard hit and killed the car and I was like we're done it was such a hard hit I just thought for sure the whole front was just messed up and Derek's like I'm sorry <laughs> of course you know because he's so <laughs> nice and instantly I'm about ready to like hop out and get a triangle and you know he's like puts it in reverse and it just pulls right out I was like, what? I cannot believe that. And then we go again, and it's like, yeah, the car's not turning left. And I am, like, a little distracted because I can tell the car's not turning, but he's still kind of trying to drive a little bit fast. And 
finally he's like, yeah, this isn't going to work. I was like, let's just tiptoe out. We're almost to the end of the stage. It's just like, you know, not end up in a ditch and stuck. So we transit out basically the rest of the stage, pull over. And as we're, you know, get it going past the stop and the brown board and finding a flat spot, he's like, I don't think I have the parts we need for this at service. And it's the usual roller coaster of emotions where you're just like, man, I can't believe I just did that. And so bummed and I'm like, well, let's just see what it is. Well, we flatted on the first running of Dallas mountain down. So, but we didn't debead that tire. It was just very low on air. And well, we hop out the front tires off the rim and I don't know what's broken. Cause I don't know his car, but, um, it's just a tie rod. And so yeah. we're like, sweet. He's like, I have that. Um, so we put the other flat on the front and the toe out is just ginormous at that point. And we put everything back together. The car's like running fine. You know, obviously it's not driving real straight. And um, we ended up leaving like a consistent burnout for like 15 miles all the way back to service. We saw it the second time through. <laughs> But we made it back. He is his own service guy. Um, we did wow. have help from our other teams, but he like, you know, got out of a suit <laughs> and changed everything. I definitely just watched and su- helped support with encouragement and water. <laughs> what tool can I give you? Can I? Give yeah, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I, I wish right. I could help. I just don't know what to do. Yeah, yeah, and he built that car, and it's super solid, so he it's knows it. It's a hell it. of a car. Yeah. That thing is a freaking beast. Yeah, yeah, it's a solid, great build. Um, the other team service crews helped us, of course, um, and we, you know, one person doing a lot of that, it takes up your whole service time, and then they try to do a, as much of an alignment as they possibly could, and... We went through so many tires. I was, we were just like shocked how much Dallas Mountain chewed up the tires. And so, and they were already used tires. Um, ah. And he didn't expect to go through that many because he never does. So he had some old tires from like Vermont sports car. They were only there because he was wanted to use the rims to put these, this giant stack of fresh Hoosiers on later. <laughs> um, but we had to just go out the second running on not good tires. They were old, but oh, no. also he didn't feel like he gave the car the look over that he expects of himself for, you know, any car that's going out on a rally. Cause he's, you know, service for Vermont sports car and stuff. And so the second loop, he was like, I don't feel awesome about the car, so I'm not going to push. And I was like, cool, you know, I got, I get you. That's great. I agree. Um, and then the last service, he was like, it's a good thing. This other tie rod is super bent. And so, you know, he fixed the other things. And the uh, last loop through, we felt like the car was really good. So pushed a little bit more on Dallas Mountain, shaved like 20 seconds off our time. And um, then obviously the up and down stage was super fun. But all that, he had never changed tire at like between stages before. So he got two of those. We definitely thought we weren't going to be able to finish the rally after 
like when we hit that bank. Um, and then we won. So I asked that question of what's the craziest thing that's happened. And I totally jinxed us. <laughs> <laughs> but you still did a press on regardless. You still came out on top. Um, you know, obviously a great run. I, I think you, uh, obviously there was that stage that you ended up uh, not winning. Um, and then with also though a, a great drive by uh, John Hill on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, he was that, you know, that guy is quick in in that classic Mark II Escort. I mean, with with the classic motor, God, I love that thing. Sucks that they had the alternator issue because they're, they're just fun to watch. But yeah. Um, and then I guess uh, Dave Clark ended up uh, coming out on top in the next running of that uh, great horseshoe stage. And then I think uh, Brassfield uh, ended up pipping you guys on the uh, climb up bait and switch back. But I mean, overall. You guys still just put in a dominant performance pretty much for the weekend. You know, with regional stuff, you're not, I, I'm guessing you're not looking at classes so much as just who's kind of within your time range. Yeah, going into it, I knew that I wanted to keep on John and Billy. Um, like you said, John's super fast. He will never admit that he is which is hilarious. Oh, I know. He's so laid back. I probably back. shouldn't like tell he, other Is there a more that. laid back driver <laughs> than John Hill? Uh, he, he's definitely in the running. Right. The most laid back. <laughs> and that car, like you said, that like tight twist, I'm bummed that they didn't get to do the up and down stage because they would have gave us a run for our money for sure. But um, to answer your question, I knew I wanted to keep an eye on them. Dave Clark, you never know, like, what side of the bed he wakes up on. (laughs) That's such a perfect (laughs) way of putting that. You're Um, so right. (laughs) I think that he tends to push more when there's a bunch of people shit-talking with him. And so I was just really nice to him because I was like, he's not going to push if I'm just so nice and I don't shit-talk. Oh, I see. That's your game plan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you look at him in Canada. He's going to listen to this now, and he's going to know this for future, yeah. just so you know. Well, <laughs> he likes to ask me about, like, retirement plans and 401k and Roth IRAs between the stages, because he knows that money stresses me out. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I love it. He does that. He'll just ask me that, like, right when I'm getting in the car. So. I love it. Um, but uh, Matt Brassfield and Christy Berg, I knew that they were, like to watch them and Matt is um, getting very quick, very fast, um, very fast, very quickly, whichever combination. Um, And Christy, I've done some co-driver training with her. So it's kind of twofold. I like to like check in with her, but then also like see how he's driving. (laughs) Yeah. You know, unfortunately there's a lot of people there who I don't know yet. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, a year of COVID, I usually try to go around like Olympus and stuff. I just didn't go and meet um, new people. I've been kind of sticking close to my own service area. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, yeah, it's fun. And it is an interesting thing when you don't have the usual suspects dominating, but then you have these different cars. So, you know, a rear wheel drive car versus an all-wheel drive, like with Matt Brassfield, like, yeah, he's going to hopefully beat us on that uphill with all-wheel drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to kind of keep in mind what stages you're doing as well. Dallas Mountain, 
we should win compared to him. So it's very interesting to have to consider the car versus the stage as well. As a yeah, driver. definitely. And the other thing that was interesting about this rally is uh, not just the new roads that we ended up having um, that nobody had, you know, competed on before, but <laughs> for that last running, suddenly the skies opened up and we got some rain. Yeah. Did that uh, make things a little bit dicey, especially being the first car out on the slick stuff? Um, you know, I didn't notice anything. We were the fastest on that final running of Dallas Mountain, even, and we like talked about the rain. Uh, we were on a fresh set of Hoosiers, and you, you know how great Hoosiers are. <laughs> so it's like we felt good. And like butter. Yeah, exactly. They were <laughs> I, I think when you, when you heat up them. any new sticker tires, you know, you get them warmed up, and they're just, you, you could feel the grip, right? I mean, it's just, mm -hmm. it's just there. You get the confidence. Yeah, yep. And we didn't even hit... Uh, like we d did 123 miles an hour on that one. So we weren't even top speed fastest, but we still beat our stage time by like 10 or 12 seconds from the first running. So, I mean, we swept the very first time. So that's, that's a factor too, but you know, the rough stuff, I think we had already slowed down enough that like the greasiness of it didn't, affect us too much because that just shuttered the car all over the road anyways um but with um the up and down stage i think it was like the perfect tack that like a mountain biker would want <laughs> for a trail mm -hmm. so it felt great it was wonderful Derek comes from mountain biking space as well so he's he's more in tune with what the service feels like than I am in the co-driver's seat. That, uh, that road actually is common for mountain bikers too. Um, I saw quite a few of them, uh, when I was out doing recce, uh, going up and down that, uh, bait and switch back. Oh, that's a lot of, that's a lot of up going up. Right? I've been doing stage roads on my gravel bike. Yeah. But I don't think I'll be adding that one to my list. <laughs> so much uphill. I guess it's only like three and a half miles of like up so maybe it's a good workout maybe i will put it on my list i should try doing dowels uh sometime I, I haven't gotten my mountain bike out in years i've been doing more road biking but um but yeah you're right these roads are great for doing mountain biking on there was actually a mountain biker i saw um you know as you were mentioning yeah i did a little bit of um live streaming stuff with rally nation so kind of a new thing um that was kind of fun and uh yeah in between stages uh, was I think triple uh, zero had already gone by and double zero was going to come by soon and whatnot. And also I see this mountain biker coming up and I'm like, uh, dude, this road's closed now. You know that, right? <laughs> oh. Thankfully he was going to, um, he said he was going to go into, what do you say? Uh, like time trial mode or whatever and, uh, make it just to the top and pull off up there at the top. But, gotcha. oh man, uh, that, that, that was a little intense there for a moment. And thankfully <laughs> I, I messaged a guy that was one of the hams that, so that way they knew he was coming, but. <laughs> he got off the road in time thankfully but yeah mountain yeah. biking stage roads good way to get used to them right yeah i did dallas mountain a while back and i was like wow i've never seen so much of this road before <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome it was great it was a very busy road because of the park traffic there so that part wasn't pleasurable but you know as a co-driver we really don't get to see much of the roads or the views because our head's just down the whole time. So this is my new thing. 
it's not as dangerous as mountain biking. Um, usually, you know, you're on, on a trails. Yeah. Not yeah. as narrow. Yeah. 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 And you're not gonna, you know, go off a cliff so easily. So that's kind of my thing is I'm going to go visit some of the old Mount Hood rally roads on my new gravel bike. So I like it. I like it. Well, what are your favorite stories from this rally? Because you do still get around and talk to some people. I, I know one for me, and yes, it's one we talked about quite a bit uh, on the live stream thing, was I loved the fact that we had three generations of Tabers out there. I thought yes. the fact that they have, you know, Madeline Tabor. Now, is there a better graduation present than, you know, being able to do your first rally? I don't think there is. No, there. I mean, there really can't be, but I guess it depends on what kind of person you are, too. But <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. But yeah, Madeline getting in a rally car for the first time, and uh, and doing those stages that was just so cool. I, I swear, it was, it was almost tears in my eyes. I mean, it was just it was just so exciting, it's so neat, and you know that family's done so much for rallying over the years, and it's just great to see it just continuing on. Yeah, and it's really easy for us to forget or not talk about because it's so common in rally, but not only is it three generations of tapers, but it's three generations of female tapers who are out there. So, you know, we've got grandma, aunt and Madeline. And that honestly does the same thing. I had to like cool my jets because I think I was making Madeline like, shy or uncomfortable because I was so excited and I was like cheering her on and she was just like out of the car and was like put her head down was like oh my god I'm embarrassed (laughs) but um she I you know she's a big deal to me and that's great she doesn't think she's a big deal um but I agree the Tabers have been there racing ever since my first race and Janice and Kristen have always been so nice and so warm and welcoming and um you know I had that big crash in Idaho in 2014 and one of my favorite rally memories is after day one of that rally when things are all groovy and good we get to the finish of Harris Creek and Kristen runs up to me and she's like I have a beer for you in my cool suit cooler And I was like, what? This is amazing. (laughs) She's like, I put an IPA in there just for you. And I look and it's like her and Janice and Joel and a handful of other people like having a beer at the finish of the first day, which is like at the end of the stage. And Kristen like put a beer in the cooler specifically for me. And so there's this really great picture of all of us together sharing beers at the end or start of Harris Creek, whatever you want to call it for that. And um, yeah, it was such a wonderful way to just be around warm, awesome, positive, happy people. Um, You know, that rally didn't end with a good story, but I just love that memory so much. And that picture. I think I share it every year. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it just goes to show the rally family. And, you know, you, you were talking about, you know, the women involved uh, before, and, and I think I counted it, it was 11 or 12 different women involved in this rally. But what also got me is the number of uh, couples or families, not necessarily in the same car, um, that were involved <laughs> right. in this rally. So, because, like, you know, Dave Clark and his dad, Larry Clark, you know, different cars. 
but there were 15 people that were either family or or a couple that competed in this rally. Wow, that is so cool. I mean, so there, there's the rally family, as we call it, you know, air quotes, yeah. and there's the literal rally family, right? This right. is a family that rallies together. And I just thought that was such a cool thing. Yeah, that is really cool. I didn't know those numbers. That's great. Uh, just just awesome people. And, and I think that's that's probably why the COVID thing, I think, hurts a bit is because how close-knit we are as a rally family, right? Man, I hated being stuck out on stage because I love interacting with everybody. But at the same time, yeah, th- 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 there is only so much you can do right now in these times. But I'm fully vaccinated, though. I'm super happy about that. I hit my two-week mark just heading out to that rally from my second dose. So yeah, um, going forward, I can give hugs. I can, you know, see everybody. And uh, it'll be... It'll be a good time, I think, uh, come the next next event locally anyways would be Tour de Forest. But. I'm also fully vaccinated and have been for a couple of weeks. And it's so funny. I see the pictures from this event of us outside the cars and everybody is just smiling so huge. And I don't know if it's because I haven't seen my friend smiles in a really long time or we're just so elated, it almost appears like we're on drugs. I had to, like, settle myself <laughs> down and be like, just, you, you're, like, a little hyped up right now, Krista. Like, calm down. <laughs> well, I have to say, just for this event, in general, it was it was pretty good. 38 entries, we had six DNFs, I think it was. So that's a pretty good finish rate. Really sucks for, uh, you know, obviously, we talked about John Hill before, Spencer Crabb. Having the uh, transmission issue, he was going pretty quick for a while there. Yeah. Blake, you know, we know he's always quick, but brakes issues, I think it was, and then maybe something with the motor. Uh, so a few issues out there, but, you know, those things happen. We're beating up the cars, and as we said, the, the road's pretty damn rough this year. Uh, I think one of the exciting moments was, like, an onboard I saw of, um, was it uh, Andrew Rivas hitting a big rock? going on two wheels did you have to dodge some rocks out there um i'm not sure i that would be a derek yeah right you're looking at the notes not the road (laughs) (laughs) we're like kind of sideways most of the time anyways i probably wouldn't know the difference yeah yeah (laughs) but yeah matt and shannon they hit their bmw into a tree pretty good but um like just inside marbles carrying too much speed so, but they were all good. But yeah, that it was, some of those were a major bummer. Um, the crabs, I was really bummed because they were, I was keeping an eye on them. They're getting faster every race too. I actually have a uh, pretty cool story when, in, in talking about uh, Matt and Shannon Jitas. Uh, I guess uh, Shannon has been communicating with a, a lady that's from uh, a group called Athena Racing. Her name's Loxley Brown and I've got to get her on the podcast, I think. And because this is about a STEM program for young girls. Cool. And she found about this rally thing and how many women are involved with it and things like that. And she's just like, wow. And so on the media recce, I actually had her in my car and took her around and, and taught her a little bit about, you know, how the sport works. And yeah, she was just wide eyed and, and excited for it. And uh, and so she was actually uh, staying with the Jetuses and, and, and hanging out with them. And obviously a, a great dramatic story that she's going to have to tell about what happened there. But um, I, I love seeing that, um, I, get, I guess that when you have people coming out uh, that, that don't know our sport and come in and that excitement once they see what we do, right? 
and the places we go. And I, I can't wait to, to hear more of uh, what Athena Racing does with the information they've uh, gleaned from uh, coming out to her first stage rally and, and how to maybe get uh, young girls involved. That's really cool. So is Athena Racing like a track thing so far? or? Well, it's... It's kind of a double entendre on the words. Um, Athena racing is like, you know, racing towards your future, right? As well oh, as yeah. wanting to involve, get involved with uh, racing stuff. Um, uh, some of it is they'll, like, get girls uh, involved in, like, maybe engineering parts or something like that for, for cars or, um, you know, different ideas like that. Um, I, I'm still learning a little bit more of the details of, of what they do, but I'll, I'll have around the podcast in the future and, and, and get more details on it, but... It was just really cool to see her come all the way up from San Diego just to see what we do, and like I said, expand that knowledge out to a bunch of young girls out there. So that is, yeah, really cool. I saw her there, but you know, COVID makes it weird to just go introduce yourself to strangers. I can't wait to be able to just do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But speaking of volunteers. It's, I absolutely love how they used this regional event as an opportunity to train new volunteers. I think there was like 10 people at the like um, service controls and it was a bunch of people just learning. And so, you know, being first car on the road, they're like, sorry, 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 because it was taking them time to like be told like this is how it works this is the number here's that you know being the first car they haven't gotten into a routine yet and mm-hmm. i was just like ear to ear smile seeing how many of them in their orange vests like getting prepped to be able to come out in the future to help at events kind of along those same lines i ran into a buddy of mine his name's Phil Hayes and i used to work with him like 10 years ago or more actually at this point and he I conned him to come out to event way back then and he spectated and then after that he volunteered and you know he volunteered again and he's like some he just shows up sometimes I don't even know he's there and he's like Krista I'm here and it's you know this is somebody 10 years ago that I was like, hey, you should come to this like really weird thing that I go do in the woods with my friends. And he's hooked. He's, I think that he's messaged me at least five times after the Nagel rally saying, thank you so much for introducing me to rally. He's just, he had so much, he was just doing service control in, which in my view is like, it's a very necessary role, but you're not like out seeing the cars, you know, you're mm-hmm. working, you're working really hard and you're such an important part of the event. And he was like, I loved it. So that was really cool. And then this um, other gal who it's a very out there story of when I was racing with Lucy Block, which is the hilarious part about me in the picture with Ken, right. I was co- co-driving for Lucy at Oregon Trail a few years ago, this gal named missy she was she's a a waterfall photographer she was just out farting around in the gorge doing her thing taking pictures and she just like happened to see all these rally cars by mary hill and had no idea what it was she took a bunch of pictures of lucy and i found me on instagram sent them to me and she and i have been like instagram buddies since well her in in those years um she's met um, you know, a partner that moved from the East Coast and her partner, Melissa, is like super into Subarus. And so she moved out here with Missy 
and has been like, I can't find a Subaru group. And I was like, I've got a Subaru group for you. <laughs> right. And I, I was like, do you want to be a service crew member for my friend Jay? He's like super nice and like a gentle dude. And she was like, yeah. So she was there, never even been to a rally, volunteering on a service crew. And I think there was like four women on this service crew. It might have been all women. It might have been one guy. Um, but that was her first experience in rally. And I'll check in in a couple of weeks to see if she's ruined or not. I bet she is. She'll be back. <laughs> Once you get bit by the rally bug, let me tell you. That is so cool, you know, and, and listen, folks, there is positives to social media, right? You know, I, I've made so many connections over social media for, for things like this and in a positive way. And it, just, just when you think that you hate social media, there are the good things that happen. And, and that's so cool that she was able to connect with you and, and, and have that happen. And yeah, and that was the idea, um, you know, regional event. Um, we were going to do a test day thing, I think, as an original idea. Uh, back last year, you know, trained some new recruits then. Then, of course, you know, we ended up having to reschedule uh, the full Oregon Trail and did this regional event, and it worked out great as a training thing. I also love our stage captains. Um, I have to do a shout-out to Lakea on the Great Horseshoe stage. She said one of the kids from one of the local farms out there had saw what was going on and came out and, and was talking to her, and apparently he's going to be a volunteer next year. So, awesome. yeah, right? It's just so cool when we can go into these places and instead of, you know, we definitely hear the stories of the people that complain of our rallies coming through, the not in my backyard thing. But mm -hmm. at the same time, you sometimes touch somebody and they're like, I want to be a part of this. Yeah, I agree. And you know that how people get involved is they get to experience it and see it and then fall in love and then meet a bunch of people who come from all different walks of life. I mean, I don't even know what... 99% of these fellow competitors do for a job. And that's okay. like, I don't want to know because <laughs> that's not what we're there for. We all just get together and share this passion and love for rally. And the volunteers are just another extra addition into that of such cool people and so special and genuine. And we're all very unique in a shared way that mm -hmm. I just don't even know how to describe all just a little crazy. <laughs> yes. We might all be broken toys, but... Right. <laughs> what is next on the uh, Chris Eskukas uh, co-driver adventure list? Oh, man, that was going to be my question for you. Um, I'll go first, but then I want to know your answer to that. So I'm doing Colorado in two weekends with... So not yeah. enough cliffs for you at Oregon, you know, <laughs> at Mike Nagel Regional Rally. You need to yeah. experience some serious cliffs. I've, yeah, <laughs> and you know, that's a really good point. I have never been scared by roads before until last year when I did Colorado. I legit got scared, and I don't usually get scared. I had to have that conversation with Bucky, like, these roads actually scare me. <laughs> um, he was very nice about that and was like, I'm not going to go fast anyways. Yeah, don't he's worry. like, I don't want to die either, so it's okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, seat time is what matters to me, not going fast before a corner. <laughs> um, so Colorado with Andrew Sutherland and the supercharged uh, Honda Civic. And then after that is Ohio uh, with Adam Kimmett in the limited NA car. Um, I think nice. it's NA, not limited NA. 
Subaru. Not slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a great driver. He's kind of sneaky. Maybe I shouldn't talk about that on this podcast. Oh, I'm right. Like looking for him. But, um, <laughs> I think I people to, know. People know. I try to sit with the... I'm like in the, the sneaky seats this season. So George Pulsek, nobody expected him to be in top 10. Um, unless you know who George Pulsek is. Yep. Um, but so later on also looks like three events with Lucy Block again as well. Awesome. Great to see you two getting back together and her getting back in the driver's seat. Yes. Yeah. She, it's really exciting because I'm pretty sure that uh, we're going to spend some time at Tim O'Neill and Leah is going to be doing some rally driving at the Tim O'Neill Rally School. So. That's right. The oldest daughter because she was, a, I remember her doing donuts with uh, Ken at the you yeah. know in, in one of his cars so she's now wanting to get behind the wheel of a rally car huh yeah yeah that that's been the talk so far i'm really hoping i get to get in with her and do a little bit of co-driving with her because when at that very long ago event little leah was a tiny little baby in lucy's arms when i first Aww. went to my rally and she was in the cutest little ken block dress and whatnot so you know, that, that family is just awesome. And I've raced a few years with them and I, yeah, I've known them long enough that they feel like they're my family and those kids are amazing. And Ken and Lucy are such good parents and cool, gentle people. So I'm very lucky to be able to race with them. Um, and then outside of that, I don't know, I'm trying to like go George Pulsack for some more events. Obviously, I'd love to get back in the car with Derek again, but I'm trying to think of, like, if we can find some sponsors to help with that. So, we'll see. Always a challenge, yeah. Yeah. But no, Canada, if Canada opens up, you know, that is going to be a heyday. I'm hoping they do. I really hope they do, because, yeah, that's been a challenge for a lot of people that uh, I know that have been wanting to get across the border for all kinds of things, and just, they are pretty much shut down. Yeah. So not not an easy thing to deal with, but uh, yeah. Uh, as for me, well, I, I I'm staying local. I'm not with ARA anymore, so it's probably going to be Tour de Forest will be my next one. Um, I may try and get to a remote event this year, but I also have a looming thing of something very important um, that it is going to be our 20th wedding anniversary this year. So wow. I want to make sure I devote a. Uh, sufficient amount of vacation time to that and hopefully we'll be able to travel and whatnot things open up a bit uh that's in september and so yeah i want to make sure that i have time for that but uh, wow other than you that... wait are you even old enough to have been married for 20 years <laughs> oh heck yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> uh if you're saying i look that young then uh cheers to you <laughs> On that note, I guess, actually, speaking of, my, my beer is almost empty, which means uh, it's probably about time to end the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to uh, tell the fans out there before we let you go? I don't think so. I'm just really excited about Rally opening back up. Um, and it was so great to see you out there. And I do hope that you get to come to some more events. And, um, yeah, we get to see more of you and more smiling faces from everybody. I think 2022 is going to be a rocking year. That's for sure. 
everybody wants to get out of Dodge, wants to travel, do something in 2022. And uh, rally events are a great place to uh, go do that for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm super excited about that. And I do want to say, you know, if anybody's listening who has wondered, like, I don't know if I can get into the sport, the answer is yes. Yes, you can. And all you got to do is just start helping teams and see where you fit in and where your yeah, skill set works time. best. Exactly. Yep. Volunteer as, uh, as, as just regular volunteer for the event itself and start connecting with people, volunteer a service crew, um, just start making the relationship. It's very relationship driven for sure. And, it is. uh, I mean, that's why, uh, <laughs> you know, things have been so hectic with me is cause I was helping organize this event. I mean, I, I now have, you know, I wear probably about four different hats in putting this event together and, uh, that'll be true for Oregon trail when it comes up, but you know, it's worth it. You know, with this, this, this family that we have of, of organizers, of competitors and all that, I wouldn't have it any other way. It, it takes, takes some personal time for sure, but it's totally worth it to have that connection and, uh, be able to go out and see these awesome people do awesome things on some of those beautiful roads that you'll ever see. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, thank you, Chris Skukas, for taking the time to be with us on the Open Paddock Rallycast. Um, Hopefully we'll uh, see you soon. Thank you so much, Mike. It's been a pleasure. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you again to Chris Eskukas for taking the time. And I do hope we use these roads again. Uh, it's a bit of a commute to get to them, but they're pretty damn cool roads. And it's so hard to find good roads these days when uh, it comes to rallying, ones that people will let you use. Uh, one last story I realized I didn't bring up, and that was uh, that of uh, Jacob Sturgeon. He's the quintessential definition of getting back on the horse again. Uh, the crash that he had at Olympus and the Brat would make anyone pause for a good while uh, before getting back behind the wheel. And, you know, he found and purchased a cage Subaru and got it ready as quickly as possible. I think he just in a couple of weeks. Didn't get any time to test it on any gravel or anything. And uh, not only made it to the rally, but ended up finishing it too. So... Great result there and uh, showed some serious perseverance. So congratulations to uh, Jacob for uh, getting to the end of that one. Thanks again to our supporters, Melee Design Firm, and of course, Oz Rally Pro. I'm your host, Mike Shaw. Thanks for listening. <laughs>